this is Spoken by Ellsworth, a Femdom Hypnosis Podcast, Season 4. Today's podcast is a deviation from, well, deviance. It is a vanilla session, which means it does not have femdom or any kink involved. It's a hypnotherapy session for overcoming emotional eating. I've received numerous requests for vanilla hypnotherapy content, and I'm happy to oblige because, well, I like helping people, and I have years of experience as a hypnotherapist. Now, if you're not a regular follower of Spoken by Ellsworth, you will find that you can still easily use any of these sessions. And if you are a loyal listener, thank you for that. And please let me know of any other topics that you'd like to explore. If you send your idea to me through Patreon, you will likely find that, (laughs) well, you'll likely find that you get chosen to be the guinea pig to try out the session. I know that a lot of my Patreon members have enjoyed their time as volunteering as my testers. Perhaps testers is a nicer way to put it than guinea pigs. Anyway, enjoy today's session. I do hope that you find it useful for you. Go ahead and find a spot where you can be comfortable, where you're unlikely to be interrupted. So just keep in mind that this is a session that you can listen to, say, once a week as you're planning to go to bed and to go to sleep. This is Overcome Emotional Eating, spoken by Ellsworth. It's time now to prepare for a session that will lead to change. I'm going to lead you through some breathing exercises and talk to you about relaxing your body. We'll spend just enough time on that before talking about why hypnosis makes all the difference. So follow my lead as I tell you how to breathe. Breathe in to four, two, three, four. Hold that breath, two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four, wait. In, two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four, exhale. Two, three, four, wait. Now breathe in deeply, fully breathe in as long as possible. 
and pause at the top for the count of three. And then exhale fully out, releasing everything. And do that again, breathing in deeply and fully, filling yourself with air. Hold at the top and then release, exhaling completely out. Now breathe into four, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Wait. Breathe in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, wait. Now breathe in, fully in, filling yourself all the way up and as soon as you've breathed in as much as possible exhale fast blow it out quickly take a pause and breathe in again doing that again filling yourself up and then exhaling fast with force completely pushing out the air, taking a pause, and breathing in again, quietly, completely, and this time, breathe it out slowly. Now continue to breathe in and out. Try to go slower and deeper, fuller than you normally would. Be aware of your hands. If they're palm down, I want you to turn them over. Have your palms facing towards the ceiling. Be aware of your feet. Maybe uncross your legs, wiggle your toes, and allow them to rest. You become aware as the rest of your body naturally follows along, as your hands and feet rest. You feel that relaxation through the rest of your body, spreading from your hands up your arms into your shoulders, those shoulders which naturally drop down. 
feeling heavy, ready to relax. Being aware of your face, the muscles around your eyes, your cheeks and your jaw. Letting it all go loose and limp. Continuing to breathe, continuing to relax, opening yourself, being ready for change. Change is often the goal when you seek out hypnotherapy. Let's say you consciously decide you want to lose weight, have deeper self-acceptance, take more risks, change your beliefs about money, or just eat healthier. Whatever it is that you want to achieve, it means you will go head to head with the critical factor. The critical factor, it's the gatekeeper between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. So whatever it is that you want to achieve, you will need to face this, to take the new desire and information and get it into your subconscious mind where you create your beliefs and habits. That is the challenge, but I can help you with that. This is one of the reasons why you get pumped up to make changes to improve aspects of your life. But then, you find the new habits and behaviors that you try to adopt, they don't stick because your pre-existing beliefs in your subconscious, they don't support them. So hypnosis, hypnotherapy is the difference. Whether it's accepting baldness or some other feature or perhaps a desire, it's the same process. For this part of Spoken by Elspeth, I'm using topics that people have asked for and the structure that works best for hypnotherapy. I do welcome your requests, but also recommend that you pace yourself. Focus on one new topic for a while. Do the session at least weekly and allow those new habits to grow stronger. Now back to that pesky critical factor issue. That gatekeeper between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. The subconscious mind basically starts out empty. Your unconscious mind is filled at birth with the basics. Instincts, body functions like respiration and heartbeat, 
It doesn't have a lot of space for learning new stuff. I mean, it's already doing a lot of heavy lifting. But if you're familiar with Pavlov and his dogs, he was able to alter their instincts with his classical conditioning. So the subconscious mind is what you're filling up. Unlimited capacity for experiences and perceptions that then swirl together to create our habits, beliefs, emotions, and personalities, which dig in their claws and become quite resistant to change. I suspect that if this embedding didn't happen, trying to navigate life with other humans would be a nightmare. Can you imagine if reliable Bob one day is now chuck it in the effort bucket the next day? And he was also in charge of payroll at your company. So now you're all eating beans and rice while Bob, he's off living his best life. Not that there's anything wrong with beans and rice, of course. Check your hands now. Make sure that imagining Bob didn't somehow get you to tense up. Relax your hands. Relax your feet. Feel a wave of relaxation pour through you from your head, eyes, jaw, neck, shoulders, arms, waist, thighs, knees, calves, ankles, and feet. One more time. Allow that wave, that bucket of relaxation pour over you from your head all the way down to your feet. Well done. Hypnosis can and does have an immediate effect on the subconscious. So that critical factor gatekeeper lives between the subconscious and conscious mind. The conscious mind is basically Bob before he ran off with millions to wherever. It's analytical and logical and that is where we spend most of our time. It's good for problem solving and usually the thoughts considered more important will replace those of less importance. Conscious change is temporary because unlike the subconscious mind, its space is limited. This is why subconscious reprogramming is more effective. Are you familiar with willpower? It lives in the conscious mind but it's usually eroded down to the point that those old habits and ways went out. 
The critical factor basically scans new thoughts in the conscious mind, sees if they mesh with the subconscious mind, and spits out those that don't match. If you are a person who believes you fully deserve to sleep in on the weekends, and you've been doing so for the past five years, it's gonna be a trick to switch to being an early bird, but it is possible. Now over the years, I've quietly provided hypnotherapy sessions. A few have made it public. There is a comfort in having the voice leading you through these hypnotherapy sessions be one that you already trust and you already know. You are familiar with my voice. You're familiar with my cadence. And you're familiar with following me deep into hypnosis. And hypnosis is what allows you to bypass those limiting beliefs. It's like slipping the maitre d' of 50 and suddenly you have the nice table by the window. We are going to use hypnosis to slip that bribe to the critical factor and walk right into the subconscious mind to make real change. A new set of beliefs, behaviors, and options for your life. You've done a wonderful job of breathing deep, of relaxing through your body. Let's begin our work now. As you drift down deeper and deeper into hypnosis, your mind has become open and receptive to almost everything that I say and to everything that I suggest. Your subconscious mind will be listening intently to any and all suggestions that are for the benefit of your health and well-being. These suggestions will travel so deep and have such a lasting impression that they will be deeply ingrained in your subconscious mind. And as these suggestions sink deeply into the unconscious part of your mind, they will become a permanent part of your everyday life, influencing the way you think, the way you feel, and ultimately the way that you eat. For a while now, I know that you have been using food to cope with negative feelings. Whether these feelings are a result of sadness, loneliness, boredom, depression, anger, frustration, or anxiousness, it really doesn't matter. The simple fact is that if you eat when you're not hungry, 
it'll take so much longer for you to lose those excess pounds. If you turn to food for comfort, whenever you feel a little down, as you already know, the comfort is only short-lived. It doesn't solve any long-term problems for you. Deep down, you are aware of this, because if food provided a real source of comfort, then you would feel on top of the world, and those feelings, they would last for a long, long time. Instead, emotional eating simply compounds your issues by creating excess weight, extra weight that you really don't want or need. You are beginning to realize that eating when your emotions are high, it's just a temporary distraction. And so, you begin to look for healthier ways of distracting yourself. Perhaps you begin by writing your thoughts and feelings in a journal or a diary, or sending them an email or message to a trusted friend, knowing that this will help to get them out of your head. Perhaps you may even recognize and identify the triggers that used to make you eat for comfort. Or, instead of turning to the cupboards, you might pick up the phone and call a close friend or a relative for support. And by sharing your problems, you find that they instantly seem far less significant. Talking on the phone is also a welcome distraction from food. It isn't polite to eat and talk at the same time. So you find yourself forgetting about that trip to the kitchen. You also decide to clear your fridge and cupboards of junk food, like cakes and biscuits, chocolates and chips. And instead, you substitute them for better snacks. Healthier snacks that get you feeling emotionally and physically the way that you want to feel. Fresh fruit and vegetables and the snacks that you know actually do give you fuel without giving you that emotional substitute. Things that you can eat in between meals if and when you are genuinely hungry. You have had enough of emotional eating, so you find yourself exploring other activities to make you feel good. You have so many choices in life. Perhaps joining a club where you'll meet other people, watching a feel-good movie, turning on music that you can't resist turning up 
a bit louder. You might spend extra time cleaning your home, knowing that the exercise and movement can help you lose weight. And honestly, the smell of cleaning products will certainly put you off food. Or perhaps what you need in your emotional state is simply a way to unwind. Channel those emotions into something creative, producing something, writing, playing music, drawing. There's so many things that you can choose from to create. And it doesn't have to be some wild masterpiece. Enjoy the process of creating without worrying about the final end product. Be mindful. Be where you are. You accept yourself as the wonderful, unique human being that you are. You love your body and what goes into it. And you treat it well by eating only what you need to be filled. By moving your body and appreciating what it is able to do not pushing yourself too hard, too fast. That is not the way to show love to your body. You also accept that your emotions are an essential part of your whole personality and you find constructive ways of expressing yourself. You may find yourself moving more gradually at first if you're not used to it. And the more you exercise, the more your brain releases those feel-good hormones, which in turn make you feel happy, calm, and more able to cope with any issues that might crop up in your life. You do realize that you don't need food to help you cope with any feelings other than genuine hunger. And next time you're feeling emotional, if you should reach for the cupboard out of habit, you instinctively stop and think about everything I've just said today. You are not hungry. Therefore, there is no need for you to eat. You are simply eating for something to do. And there are plenty of other things for you to do with your time. You begin to put everything into creating a richer, happier, and more fulfilling lifestyle for yourself. You can do this. You can do more than you've ever imagined. It just comes with that decision. 
You no longer link emotions with eating. You eat only when you are hungry. Your life is becoming much more fulfilling. And you have no need to eat just for the sake of it. And it is because you're not eating when you are emotional that you find that you have more energy, more vitality, you begin to exercise more, and you really enjoy using your body. And the more you use it, the healthier your body becomes. See yourself in the mirror now. Having lost whatever excess pounds you want to lose. Looking firmer, toned, glowing with health and vitality. Notice what you're wearing and how everything looks so good on your wonderful body. Your body and your mind now meet with your own approval and you are so glad that you cut the link between those negative emotional thoughts and eating. This isn't simply about trying to reach some number goal on the scale. That part isn't important. This is about regaining control of your life, of learning how to feel and process emotions without turning to food because that habit has always made you unhappy. So you are letting that habit go. And it's always easier to let go of a habit by replacing it. Replacing that habit with something that you find fun, exciting, and rewarding. And perhaps not fun and exciting, but instead calming, fulfilling. A habit that you can be proud of. Many habits that you can be proud of as you let go of the one habit that's made you unhappy, eating when you're emotional. That habit you have let go. And you now know there are so many other habits that you can choose instead. So many options are available to you. Every day, you're moving closer and closer to the way that you want to live. Every day, you're more determined and motivated to achieve your goals. Instead of eating to fill an emotional void, you find more constructive ways of dealing with your feelings. And in return, very soon, you see a new and happier you. 
And these suggestions, they're firmly embedded in your subconscious mind and they grow stronger and stronger day by day. These suggestions that you've willingly accepted, they take effect at the earliest opportunity. In a moment, I'm going to count from one to five. And at the count of five, you will be wide awake or you can choose to drift off into a natural sleep. You will return to this session again next week and the week after, continuing to refresh these commands and that vision of yourself. One, two, moving up, moving up out of trance, three, feeling warm and good, positive emotions and energy throughout your body, four, knowing now if you should fully wake up or choose to fall into a natural sleep. And five, entirely out of trance, feeling good, feeling proud of yourself, just as you know that I'm proud of you. I hope you enjoyed today's hypnotherapy session. If you'd like to find others, or if you like the edited version of this one without the podcast intro and outro, you can find it over on my website, spokenbyelswith.com. 